Okay, today's class is Lenishma Yachmil Diana Magdalia Sim the Neymar. Also, Fushal Marushalmu Yamina Diana Mutara and Ishab Margalit Ben Shifraleya, Hana Chava Bat Adel, Mir Tuvi Minchaya. Also, Zerat Hashem, also success in your of your in your Shemayim Belisheva Barak, Adiel Ben Belisheva, Emir Belisheva, Shefer Belisheva, Reina Malka Batova Basha. All right, Mishra the Rabbi. All right, we have a, we have a great class today. Great concept today is the today is the sphere of Hodshe Bemachus, which represents being a humble warrior. I would say I would say what what is what's Hodshe Bemachus, right? A Machus connected to the concept of humility, being a warrior, a humble warrior. You know, Hod represents humility. The concept of, of malchus represents representing yourself, representing your malchus, your kingship. So we're going to talk about pretty much a great concept from this new life from Rabbi Rush. We spoke about obviously with the momentum of Lahab de Lamayamihit. We have a lot of ratzon. We have a lot of the, 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 the light of desire in the air. The countdown is in the air, and we're going to talk about pretty much how to how to get to this. There's four steps and four basically four laws where he says on how to break a bad habit. This is directly from Rabbi Rush's work. Rabbi Nachman also starts this. And we also have to understand something, the concept. You know, we all have sometimes the Yetzahara makes you believe that sometimes, you know how they train an elephant? They train an elephant when they're small. They train them, they tie him by a rope, and they create a lot of self-limited beliefs. So, for example, an elephant gets, you know, an elephant grows up, you see him in a zoo with a little Indian guy, even though the elephant's like, you know, I don't know how many, how many pounds an elephant is. Two, three thousand pounds. And there's a little Indian guy with a little rope. So that's the illusionary, what the Yetzirah does. It creates the, the, the demion, creates imagination that you can't break anything. And that's extremely important that we should understand that. So Rav Nachman says in two Torahs, and he's saying that whatever a person experiences, be it children, livelihood, or health, whatever your lack, whatever lack you have in your life, is entirely from the side of the person himself. For the light of God flows upon him constantly, but the person does not reach this because the light's not flowing on him, it's because of the person makes shadows, makes evil deeds, his shadows, his addictions, etc. So this is the concept that it's never, you know, a guy, a guy yesterday had a phone call with a guy, yesterday, and he tells me, I hope Hashem will be on my side. I said, listen, Hashem doesn't change. You have to get on His side. He doesn't go on your side. You have to come on His side. It's very simple. If you have Hashkacha Prati, if you have divine, then you live under a world of divine assistance, your mazal shines, etc. But if not, He doesn't punish you. He just leaves you to a system of, of nature, of teva, of addictions, of of, of, of without godliness, but he's not punishing you, he doesn't change. You change, you leave, then he leaves you to a system. It's extremely important, because and, and, a lot of us have a very, very dysfunctional relationship with our Creator and say, God's punishing me, God's nothing to do with it. God leaves you to a system because you, you, this is the way you want to live. So Ramachan says the same thing. He says, the light of God is constantly shining upon him, and that's a good, important to understand that. It's shining upon him, but the person, because of his deeds, makes a shadow for himself. So the light does not reach him. And according to his deed, is the issue, is the shadow, which is casting the block in God's light. Thus, the lack in which a person experiences is according to the shadow that was cast. Super simple. 
one thing about Rav Nachman's teachings, it's just super direct, super simple, Lahabdil Scorpio style. Okay, what's the shadow? Let's, get, let's find out what the shadow is, and let's get to work. It's pretty much that simple. Now, behold, the shadow comes from a material thing standing over an opposite of a spiritual thing. For example, a, a tree or a stone, it, it blocks, it, it, creates, it creates the shadow. For example, if I put a dollar bill, let's say I put you in front of a mountain, and I put a dollar bill right in front of you, you will not be able to see the mountain. All you will see is the dollar bill. So sometimes these little things in front of us, we look, we don't see the big picture. We only see what's in front of us. Okay? Therefore, according to a person's deeds, he makes a shadow, which is blocking the God's light, and it's blocking the bounty of God coming to him. But if a person nullifies himself so that he's not part of this world, the more you work on bittel, the more you work on surrendering, the more you work on getting rid of the shadow, then the light comes. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll be at the ocean one day, or you'll be at the beach, and you'll see everybody getting a tan, and one guy's not getting a tan, he's asking, why am I not getting a tan? Very simple. You put an umbrella up. Take off the umbrella, the sun comes. It's not a matter of the lack of sun. There's never a lack of sun. But there is a lack of the sun getting to you. If you put an umbrella, if you put a shadow, etc., and that's basically our, our, the main work in our lives, which Rabbi Rush is going to talk about. David, maybe we should shut off the AC because it's making a lot of noise. Okay. In lesson 52, Rabbi Nachman mirrors this concept, and he says, what is he saying? He's saying here that the only way, another thing, the only way a person can break a habit, can really, really break a habit, is he has to connect himself to the source and go into Bittal. And the only way to attain Bittal is through his Bodhidut. So Rav Nachman's message, which is, this is the sources where Rabbi Rush is where, where I'm leading you on to this. That basically he's telling you, listen, the, there's no way you, 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 you were created with some of these issues. We pick up some of these issues when we're younger. We all have these issues. The question of not whether you're succeeding in these issues is whether or not you're able to do, put, connect yourself into Bittal. The example of Bittal is example, Rav Nachman gives us an example. It's, for example, if you put a seed, and you take the seed, and you put it under the ground, once it goes into the ground, it could become its full potential. But until that seed completely decomposes and goes into the ground, it can never become a tree. So this is something where you're going to have to get enough leverage in your life. Because otherwise, if we don't get enough leverage in our lives, we never are able to go into Bittal. And the only way to get to Bittal is through his Bodhidut. And this is what Ramachan is saying, that when a person... The only way a person attains bittul is through his bodhidut, by secluding himself, speaking with him at length. Through this, a person merits negating all his physical desires, bad character traits, to the point where he negates himself. Like, for example, if I work on myself, on my humility, to get to a point where I'm giving all my honor to God, I can never be insulted. It's not possible. Because at the end of the day, it's all God's honor. So nobody can possibly insult you. If you work on your anger so much, that you completely negate yourself, that of any kind of anger inside, there's not, it's not a possible way that you can get angry because you don't have that anger inside of you. So nobody will even be able to trigger. This is a very similar why we pray. If you look at the Amidah, every single day we pray the Amidah. And we say, please let us make, our, let us make ourselves like dust. 
like dust, where no, people can trample on you and it doesn't affect us. That means you're asking basically in the last, pre, the last thing in Amidah, please Hashem, let me not take anything personally. That's what you're saying. And if you live a life where you don't take anything personally, imagine what your life would look like if you never took anything personally. <laughs> you would be a humble warrior. But when we, take, when we take everything personal, because we have not worked on ourselves, because we still have this, then unfortunately we are constantly triggered, we're in trauma, we're, we're, we can't forgive. But at the end of the day, the ultimate goal, like the Baal Shem Tov says, these three, the three steps, you have to first, you have to go into submission. Humility, understand where you're at. Second, you have to separate yourself from the act. And third, you have to sweeten it now. So these are the three steps practically that we have to go through. So we all have to pretty much identify the issue in our lives that's costing the, causing the shadow. For me, in my relationships, it was resentment. Um, for in, in the, my past spirituality, it was, um, I would say the number one issue I had was scoreboard watching. I would always would need to, okay, what's the scoreboard? I did something. What, do I, what, what am I getting paid? I worked on these things. I recognized these, these shadows that were causing, and then I got to work. So whether it's, and that's it. That's the one thing I spoke about. So you have to pick the issue, and you have to just go all in until you completely negate that issue. That's Rabbi Nachman's advice. Completely go into that issue, whatever your issue is that's causing the shadow. And remember, think about it practically. Let's say you do have an anger problem. How do you think that shows up? First of all, you have horrible relationships, number one. Number two, it's going to cost you financially. Number three, you're going to always be recovering in life. Instead of in, in, in recovering from anger, you're going to have major cortisol. You're going to be always be frustrated. You're going to be always worried. You're going to be always, but it, it's just, it's not a way to live. So that shadow really much, pretty much ruins, not one, but many areas of your relationship. Well, let's say, for example, your, your, pro, your major problem is you can't make a decision. Well, how does that work? It's affecting your relationships to marriage. It's affecting your ability to be successful in business. I mean, all of these things consciously do affect everything. Or let's say you're, you're, you're a lazy person and you don't want to put the work in. Again, you, you remain and you're sitting there with the shadow. And the problem with the shadow is these shadows, unfortunately, they, they, they don't go away by themselves. But you could do things, obviously, to give you a lift, to give you a chizik, but obviously you still have to own the shadow. Like, like the, the, and, and this is exactly what Carl Jung says. The best way to get to the light is to, un, to own the shadow. And that's, that's, that's what his bodedut is about. Bittel, his bodedut. To completely go by yourself and completely nullify yourself in whatever specific habit that you have going on. Remember, as I'm about to plan to go, go, go into my recovery center in about an hour, remember, escaping from pain is what's causing more pain. And that we need to understand that constantly. Escaping from the issue, because at the end of the day, you still have to deal with the issue. That means I could smoke weed, I could do this, I could... Uh, this drug, but at the end of the day, once I'm sober, I still have to go to the original issue and own the shadow. So anyway, you have to own the shadow. There's, no, there's nothing else to talk about. And this is exactly why Hashem puts us in, our, in this world. And, he, and He's saying here that, that, the, that we all have, we're all, we all come into this world. We, nobody comes into a rosy world. We all come here with plenty of schmutz. person comes into this world, this is why the concept of with, with tremendous amounts of one, one, has, one has, 
anger issues, or another person has addiction issues, another person has sexual issues. Everybody comes to this world with a package, right? We all come with here with a package. And this is what Rav Nachman said in Lesson 36. He says that the, we're all, we all get first put through the, 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 the test of the 70 nations. What does the 70 nations represent? 70 nations represents all the addictions in the world. These are the 70 nations we all go through. And each nation has its own issue. China loves money. France loves, loves sex. This one loves that. There's a, there's a nation that you're tied to. That you're tied to. Some people, you know, it's food. It's food all day long. They think about the food. You know, some people, Uber Eats, I'm done. Two minutes, other people, it's a whole, they're thinking about the whole day, what they're going to eat. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. And this, this is causing so much of a shadow in your life. And you have to get enough leverage to say, hey, what does my life look like going to be in another five years if I don't work on this? So this is why you shouldn't really, really be upset. You should get a sense of urgency in the, in the shadow that you have. And you have to understand that you require. So what are the four laws from Rabbi Rush? This is why the most important thing you should understand. When your will is free, you are free. It's extremely important. When your will is free, you are free. Freedom is only when your will is free. For example, the Gemara says an example where a person could say, I want to get married on account that I'm a tzaddik. All of a sudden, they allow that person to get married. Why? Because the fact that he says, I want to do something, his intention is there, he gets to be it. So you, you should, don't underestimate intention. Don't under, intention is everything. So before you do something in your life, focus on the intention behind it. What's the intention behind it? Is my intention aligned with my creator's intention? Because if the intentions are off, this is why we get cursed. The curse is they move their lips, but their hearts are very far from me. I don't want their sacrifices. So imagine a person talking with no heart, praying with no heart. It's a, it's a, the sacrifice is just lip service. That intention is not there. There's no kavana, there's no love in heart. So this is extremely important that we should understand. It's the intention you do. Yeah, I don't care if you're failing a thousand times. Nobody says how many times you have to fail. The question is, is what is your intention? And I, I, I've been doing this work 20-something years. You pick the issue. You don't get upset about the issue. This is what's on the menu. You know, you have a special of the day. What's the issue that's coming up in my life that's affecting my life? I see it's fear. I see it's resentment. I see it's laziness. I see it's lack of concentration. Get to work. That is the issue. Time to get to work. And we get to work with specifically through his bodhidut. Because remember, why his bodhidut? You need to nullify yourself. You need to completely make yourself into nothing. When you make yourself into nothing, you cannot be bothered anymore. Let's say I, I worked on my fear so much that I lived my life like I couldn't like, I, I, like I, I couldn't care if I failed. What would my life look like? But in order to get there, I have to surrender uh, thinking about what people think, what, what people are going to think if I fail. I have, to think, I, have to, I have to surrender so much just to get to there. But once I get there, that's it. That takes over your whole life. You understand? So we, that's the number one thing is own the shadow. Ask yourself what the shadow is. And you have to work on it. And you'll know a lot of it by your, by your energy, by your, you know, your air signs of decision-making, they can't make decisions, and we know, but water signs, 
is all the work is emotions and fire signs and the work is anger and, and impulsiveness and, and, and constantly need, needing to things fast and, and, and always needed to be passionable and everything has to be fire and everything. No, it's not. You have to work on that. Work on patience. Work on humility. And earth signs, they have to work on, stop, on, 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 on stopping to control everything in life and accumulate. All they want to do is accumulate so they can have control, control. So these are things that we all have. We are all born with these things. Like I said before, the old me, as a, as a water sign, as a Scorpio, if you wronged me, I would not, not only not forgive you, I would go break your head. That was my old nature. And I had to work so much on forgiveness and forgiveness and, and I had this negative energy that I would forget it. Resentment? Forget resentment. Revenge. So I went from revenge. Okay, no more revenge. Now let's work on resentment. Okay, now you have to work on resentment. <laughs> to, to you get to, when, but when you get there, your whole, life, your whole life changes. The first law, according to Rabbi Rush, of any kind of change is recognizing that you need help. <laughs> Don't think you got it in the bag. You need help. The Gemara says it black and white. A person's inclination rises up against him every single day and seeks to kill him. If it wasn't for the sake of the Holy One, if he would not survive. This is a famous Gemara, Sukkah 52. That means you have no shot to win unless you have a spiritual, you have your Creator helping you. You just have to understand. I, it's not a matter whether I can do this or I will succeed, is whether or not my Creator is helping me or not. It's end of story. So if you're trying to do things by yourself, that, that could be the reason why you're failing. It's because you're not putting God into it. And you see this all the time. The smartest people in the world, they tried every doctor, they tried this, they tried every medication, and they're still stuck. It's not about intelligence. It's about asking for help, humility, submissionness, asking for help and recognize the Creator of the world. I have nothing. And this is what the Zohar says, that the, the biggest desire, that means what Rabbi Nachman is telling you here is, everybody has, you can be connected to any of the desires in the 70 nations, but everybody has a, the issue of sexual, that issue everybody has. So it's whether or not you work on it, are you seeing gains or not? It's, it's not enough. But you must understand that you, the reason why you shouldn't be arrogant or upset or depressed that you have these issues is because they were actually given to you. They were actually given to you and they're part of your tikkun process. And it's extremely important that life is not about perfection. Life is about constant adjustments. Life is not about perfection. Life is about constantly adjusting to whatever God is giving you at the moment. And that is that relationship with you. Now, if you're even happier that you have this and you're thanking God for this addiction because that addiction brought you closer to God or that, that issue with promiscuity brought you closer to Rabbi Nachman, then you even hit the bullseye because not only are you getting, you're getting the big, big, big picture, but where you see this many times in recovery centers, where you see this, where people all of a sudden, they, they relapse. And the first question, did you stop going to meetings? Did you stop praying? Yes. Well, what do you think? <laughs> Who do you think gave you the key? But when you were in, pro, when you were in, when you were in the program, you were, you were surrendering to God, you were working the steps. Who was helping you? Your creator was helping you. What do you think? You had it in the bag? <laughs> Two minutes God can give, you, can give to you again. It's almost like he has the keys to keep you humble in life, which ultimately is the greatest thing. If you ask, my, if you ask somebody, what is the, one of the number one thing you would want in life is humility. Because arrogance is the worst thing you can have in life. 
And arrogance means I got it in the bag, I don't need any help, I can do it on my own. No, you can't. You can, you can, there's nothing you can do about that. So that's the first thing. First thing is you have to understand, it's your creator, you need help. You cannot do this by yourself. How many times do we tell people they try to detox by themselves, they try to do, you can't do it by yourself. You need help. Remember, submission. Submission means I need help. That's the first step in the Baal Shem Tov. I need help. Create the world, you have it. Second step. Second step, what he's saying here. The second law of nature is prayer changes nature. What prayer does, again, prayer is not for God, it's for you. Prayer, prayer encourages you. Prayer tells you, imagine an elephant praying, let me believe in myself that I can go, I'm not bound to a, to a, uh, to a little red string and my whole life is contained. So what, imagine an elephant praying, praying for strength, to recognize he's not, he's, he's right now under a, 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 a bad, he's identifying himself as weak, but he's really strong. So prayer really reaffirms, your, your, reaffirms you, reaffirms your trust, gets you to the right place, gets you to a place of decision making, gives, gets you into, into your greatness mindset. So prayer changes nature. This is exactly why you have to use prayer. The third step, when prayer, when a person prays at length, his prayer is certainly accepted. So there's an extremely, extremely important, the reason why prayer and not meditation or anything else, because prayer, Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 102, that you actually need a vessel. Anything we're lacking, like we said before, it's not because there's not, a, there's not light, there's a lack of vessel. So every single time I create yearning and I pray, I'm actually building a vessel. Moshe Rabbeinu had to pray 515 times. He was building a vessel until Hashem told him, stop. Prayer at length creates a vessel. So you, the practical reason, whatever you got going through, it's extremely important that you do not watch the time clock. You do not watch the clock. But if to, to attempt to break a habit, to attempt to break a long-lasting, defeating behavior without speech, without his bodhidut, without putting time to this, is delusional. It's delusional. It's not going to happen. Because how else are you going to get into Bittal? It's delusional. Like we said many times, prayer doesn't get you out of trouble. Trouble gets you into prayer. So, it's exactly what's happening in our lives. And I see this constantly. When I will put the work in, the, the gift is good relationships. Everything else takes a whole different world. When I don't put the work in, here comes... I'm living in a different consciousness. Because what happens, as we just said, the Yetzirah gets stronger every day. Every day. Every day. You can get weaker, the Yetzirah is still there. So you cannot have, a person cannot have a, a, an attitude that, oh, I'm just going to get the right doctor and the right medication. <laughs> no! Not enough. Obviously, you can see how many people are antidepressants for 20 years and they're still on them. But when you're doing his bodhidut, what his bodhidut gives you, Rav Nachman says, it gives you a taste of the organos. What is the organos? Taste of the organos is your, you, the Adam had the ability to see from one end of the world to the, end of the other end of the world. What happens is bodhidut, the more you nullify yourself, the more you get out of the way, the more you see the bigger picture. It's pretty much the same thing when, you, when your person is taking the experience. He sees 
the big picture. And when you see the big picture, you're not upset by the big picture. You recognize, hey, this is the mission. This is what I got to do. But through his bodhidut, you can actually get there. Because all you're doing is working on nullifying yourself. That's why it's extremely important that even the first part of his bodhidut should just be expression. Talking things out. Because what you're keeping in is actually hurting you. You just have to express where you're at. I'm frustrated at this. I'm frustrated at my dating. My, my, you know, my, my, life, my dating life looks like the Netflix show on uh, uh, dating. You just have to talk it out. You have to talk it out, talk it out, talk it out. Because talking it out actually creates the vessel. You're expressing. Now, once you express yourself, you feel a sense of relief. Then you could start saying, okay, what do I need to work on? What do I need to... But you have to recognize the shadow. You have to recognize the shadow. So when you pray at length, from Nachman saying here, that when we pray at length, we were, we're going to get answered. Why? Because how do we bring down abundance? With prayer. Because the words are vessels to receive abundance. Period. You need vessels. So you can meditate all day long. All meditation does, and remember guys, this is another, another unbelievable concept. If you have an addiction, it's just like Rav Nata says, when, you, when we broke the matzah, what do you, you, did, you broke the matzah into what? Into two. Okay, you don't, you, have, you don't have this issue anymore, but you're going to have another one come up. So it's extremely important. Just because you beat one addiction doesn't mean another one doesn't come up. That's if you're just altering your consciousness. Here we're talking about expanding consciousness. Alternating consciousness is just putting a Band-Aid. We're talking about alternate. We're talking we're creating a new reality. Bittal means I'm creating a new reality. I'm submitting myself. I'm letting go of control. I'm surrendering the process. I'm going completely into the earth and making myself into zero, into nothingness. And that is what creates the greatest trees and beautiful. But until you get into the earth, until you say, I admit I have this issue, I admit I'm surrendering, I cannot get the help without you created the world, I surrender. It's funny how the first step is surrender. You cannot get anywhere. And this is where the whole thing, the whole purpose of a uh, creator is just to recognize him. And the fourth step is when you want, you will receive. Many people will tell you, I can't do this. I can't do this. What, they say, what you're saying when I can't do this, you're saying, I don't want to. I can't means I don't want to. And if you don't want, you're not going to get it. So you have to get to the concept of I want. Remember the, remember the name that God revealed himself to the Jews. The name of what? Ekye. What is the name of Ekye? I want. I will be. When you're saying I will be, I want, very similar to this concept, this, these 49 days, is, we're, we're, we're yearning to the name I will be. I will be there. I'm going to be clean. I'm going to work on this addiction. I'm going to work on this anger issue. I'm going to put 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, until I'm completely nullified myself, until I cannot exist. That means I can get yelled at, screamed at by whoever. I'm not going to lose my anger because I'm going to be, I made myself into nothing. You can't insult somebody who made himself into nothing. It's not possible. You're no longer giving control away. So you're actually putting, the work you're putting in now, look, look just think about this deeply. All the work you're putting in now is so you don't have to waste time during the day. Imagine I decide 
Imagine if I put my 20 minutes a day on my anger. I work on my, and I give control, not letting people affect me, making myself completely into nothingness. So what happens when things happen? What happens? What happens when you get angry? You know how long it takes you to recover? Three to four hours. So imagine you could spend 20 minutes to save three to four hours of constant cortisol and react, re- reaction modes. Whose fault is that? You don't want to put 20 minutes in? And that's the exa- same analogy of Stephen Covey that says, you're not sharpening the knife. Because if you don't sharpen the knife, everything is going to become very difficult. So we have to sharpen the knives by constantly working on this. And remember, it doesn't really go away all the time. You can just manage the beast. But every day, you know, that's it. You calm the beast down. You calmed it down. And the reward is, is your days will be more what? Long. Rabbi Nachman tells us the key to wealth is having length of days. Having being, the day should be drawn out. The day should have contemplation. How, how well do you feel when you had a productive day? It's one of the greatest feelings. When you, had a, when you have a productive day, you come home with a big smile. I was so productive. I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. But the days that you didn't get anything accomplished because you were constantly in survival mode, I had to deal with this headache, I had to deal with that headache, I had to deal with it. You're frustrated. You're frustrated those days. Those days are not days of, it's not, you don't come home with a smile. Pro- productivity creates a smile. And if you can't be productive, if you're not working on issuing with the, with the, with the working on the shadow. And that's the bottom line. And that's what the fourth law says. In the way a person t- wishes to go, He's led. Person wants something, he's going to be led in the direction. And that's the problem. That's why the ultimate work here is will. Is will. It's the ultimate work here in, in Kabbalistically. Will is, is, is connected to Keter. And Keter is the highest light. That's when we connect to will, you connect to everything. So let's sum up the steps. Number one, the evil inclination is the power to crush a person. And it gets renewed, number one. Number two, prayer changes nature. Number three, whoever prays at length will not return empty. Remember the first time I did his bodhidu? Six months to get answers. But once I got the answer, I, got a, I, got, I made an arousal from inside of me. It didn't come from outside. It was something that was learned. It was something that I, I earned. And number four, person is led the way he wants to go. So again, do not be upset. Do not be upset about, do not, do, do not feel guilty, do not feel... How much time am I putting in? Imagine you're a third party. I have to put the work in for this thing. God gave it to me, I'm happy I have the test, I'm happy I have the opportunity to have a relationship with Him, but to walk around with arrogance and saying, I can't believe I'm going through this, or I can't believe I have to go put 20 minutes a day. I can't believe I have, I, 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 this is happening in my life. That is arrogance. Confidence means I will win. I'm going to put the 20 minutes in and I'm going to succeed in fighting the Yitzhahara with God's help. That is confidence. That is good. Arrogance means I can't believe I have to go through this and I don't know why I'm getting these tests. And I could do it without God's help. That's arrogance. Arrogance gets you zero. So just look at your life, figure out what, and Rav Nachman tells us, don't pray for two things at the same time. Don't pray for two things at the same time. Because that's, that's going to remove the intensity. 
So if you're, again, if, you're, if, you're, if you have an issue with, with simcha, happiness, create the world, give me the right perspective. Give me the right perspective in life. Give me the, give me the ability to go, how can I get to simcha? Let me work on myself so I should, be, I should be happy in my life. I should be happy, I should be content. I should appreciate things. I should appreciate the smallest things in the world. You don't need to ask God to get married. Because if you have simcha, you will get married. <laughs> you don't have to ask for more money. Because if you have happiness, your mind will open and you will be more successful. You don't need to ask for better friends because if you're happy, people want to be around happy people. So if we own the shadow, the light opens everywhere. There's no need for the physical prayer. The physical prayer, there's no need for it. Because that is going to already remove the shadow and then the light's going to come automatically. Nobody prays, created the world... Once I lose 50 pounds, give me the courage to go to the mall, to go shopping, and try on new clothing. It's, not, it's, it's part of you already. Of course you're going to do that. You don't need strength to go to the mall once you lose 50 pounds and, and get a new wardrobe. That's the reality I get to the, I get it. So the, again, none of this is easy, and the time has to come. So I decided my hour is 4.30 in the morning. This is where I work on this. Because I said, if this is not getting done at this hour, it's not getting done. And how much is this worth it? It's worth everything because I don't want to walk around with these issues all my life. So you have to pretty much... And we think, you see, there's a, there's a, there's a common concept that people think, oh, I can't, prayer is exhausting. No, exhausting is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Ex- exhausting is going to the gym, watching everybody else be, work out, and you sitting there and saying, I don't know when I'm going to go. Be, look like this. That's exhausting. That's, and, and stupidity too. So let's get enough nature here. These things do not go away by themselves. My active addiction does not go away. It's almost like an addict saying, I think I can handle this by myself. Okay, well, I'll make sure I'll get you a comfortable seat uh, when you come back. And they always come back because humility needs it. Only when a person is transformed can he get this? Now, Hashem, help us that we should all merit. Because otherwise we live, we, we are the elephants tied to a rope with a, little, with a little small guy in the zoo, in the circus, uh, showing our potential, and our potential has been completely deflated. And, and we've learned this helplessness when we were young. So this is the time of Shavuot. This is the time to eat Wheaties. The wheat's coming. Shavuot is about the wheat. We're not eating barley anymore. Animals eat barley. You're getting into the wheat, and we know the wheat represents what? Knowledge. Gabor says a person dreams of wheat, gets knowledge. You're getting upgraded to wheaties. You're getting into the wheat business, which represents knowledge, it represents breakthrough energy. So there's a lot of breakthrough energy, and the most important thing is, number one, own it. Number two, pay attention to it. And then, again, intention, attention. Intention, Attention, and then you have to put the time in physically by praying for it. And you can't say you don't have the time. Because if anybody tells you you don't have the time, it's not a lack of time. It's a lack of management. It's a lack of energy management. There's always time if you make it a priority. If you don't make it a priority, then you'll have no time. And the reason why we're not making it a priority is because we're busy reacting to everything. So may Shem help us all that we should all get there. Have a great day.